nervous? <laughs> no. Where's your answer? Dennis Beckham, let the ball out! Dennis Beckham! Dennis Beckham! Dennis Beckham! Dennis Beckham! Oh! oh, no! Oh, yes! He missed it! Welcome to the Suffering From Joy podcast. Uh, a little bit of a different episode today as uh, the MLS season kind of rounds into a month off, but not off. We're going to play in a competition called Leagues Cup. Uh, it's brand new this year and here to tell us all about it because I don't want to read things and do my own research is Seth who knows everything. Seth, how's it going? Uh, good morning. It's always a good morning after getting three points even with some injuries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, we got this League's Cup thing coming up. So uh, I mean, I think a lot of people know kind of the basics. So we've got like a three team group stage with Mazatlan and FC Juarez uh, we're going to play two home games. They're going to play in between a game against each other, also at Q2 Stadium. Um, there are teams from Liga MX, and it's kind of like a Liga MX versus MLS grand scale ACC Big Ten challenge thing. Other yeah, than that, except it's, it's a little more than that. Um, really, what, what they're trying to do here is there's lots of talk of like, we're going to go create this grand North American soccer league. Well, it turns out it's not actually that popular of an idea people tend to like playing teams within their own countries but Liga MX wants to reach more fans in the U.S. MLS wants to be seen as more legitimate we can make money off of this League's Cup yeah it's all about the uh the almighty dollar and speaking of that uh are all these going to be on Apple TV everything will be on Apple TV and and interesting so Apple TV has global rights to this tournament except in Mexico but no one bought it in Mexico so Apple took back their rights in Mexico Sure. Great. Um, there are some matches that are going to be on FS1, and then Univision has some matches in the U.S., so there will be some matches where you will be able to watch on antenna, especially if we get to the knockout stage of the tournament. So we'll go back to that world, which, eh, that's not the worst thing. So would that be simulcast on both Apple and, like, FS1 or whatever? Or just yes. So, okay. and, and I don't know, again, you're gonna, there's going to be a theme in this podcast of there's a lot that we don't know. For I mean, we're recording this on Sunday morning, July 16th, that at 10.05 Central Time, there is a lot that we don't know about a tournament that starts in five days. It's kind of crazy. It's almost like they waited until, what was it, eight days before the season to finalize the playoff format? I think it was the week of. Yeah, okay. I was trying to make sure I wasn't being hyperbolic saying eight, but I thought it was closer to four or five. Yeah, it's it's bad. Okay, um, so we've got our little three-team group. Uh, how did we get selected to be the home team, or was this just random? Uh, nothing is random in this. So um, the format is actually kind of interesting. So you have 40, because right now we have 29 teams in MLS and there's 18 teams in Liga MX. So you have a 47 team tournament. Um, and how they seeded the teams were that they gave the MLS Cup champs, LAFC. And then in Mexico, you play the Aperatura and the Clausura. It's a two part season with a playoff in every six months or so. So in that format, they chose the team Pachuca, which won the uh, Clausura, and then they also had a. Um, the, then they, we use this on the 2022 calendar year for this. So Pachuca had more points than Atlas, who won the Apertura, so that Pachuca was able to get the bye to the knockout stage as LAFC was as well. And then for the remaining 45 teams, you are then left with. 
28 MLS teams and 17 Liga MX teams. They divided those up among 15 groups of three. Because this tournament is number one a money-making venture that um, all games are being played in the U.S. So they took the teams that were, since LAFC was also, um, was also the Supporter Shield winners last year, that they had, you took the teams that were second through 16th best in MLS, and they are each hosting from the 2022 season, and they are each hosting a group. So since Austin was the fourth best team in the 2022 MLS regular season, that we are one of the teams that are hosting both of our group stage matches at home. Okay. Uh, And how did we get matched up with uh, Mazatlan and FC Juarez? So how they chose that was that there is a reverse table here of sorts. So that Uh, the way- Of course there is. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, this is, I mean, I, so, I, as a lawyer yourself, I'm sure you can appreciate that they, they brought together the brightest legal minds to try to find a semi-defensible format for this. <laughs> so that they chose um, on a reverse table here so that the 16th best team in Liga MX would play the second best team in MLS, and it would just sort of be this reverse matching pyramid there. So that is how we ended up drawing Mazatlan. And then they had remaining there, there were two Liga MX East teams and 13 MLS teams. And Juarez was one of the lowest performing, was one of the two lowest performing teams with Quetaro in Mexico. And they decided to assign Juarez to Austin because we are the closest stadium to them that is hosting matches. Yeah, that makes sense. And Verde, um, Verde teams, cool. Yeah. It'll definitely not cause any confusion at all. Yeah, I and, mean, uh, we... Might wear our mid kits at home for once because that would make sense against them, but we'll see. Well, yeah, I tend to wear those because they breathe a little better than the other ones, but yeah. uh, maybe I'll actually match up for once. So these are not, you know, your top of the table banging down the door on CONCACAF Champions League Liga Mackey's teams, right? Well, sort of. So, I mean, historically, um, these have not been either of the stronger sides um, in Liga MX. Um, we're only on match day three right now in the Aperatura. Um, and as we look through that, there's, I mean, Juarez has started off with a win and a draw. Um, they uh, beat Club America in, at the Azteca to start the season and just got a draw with Tigres. They play Toluca uh, later this afternoon, and I might tune into some of that match to go see how, how they look there. Um, and that, but Mazatlan has been um, w- historically a weaker side, and they've started off the Aperitura with uh, two draws against Pachuca and Pumas, and then lost 3 0 at home to uh, Rayados on Friday night. They, they did get a red card early in that match, but um, they still lost 3 0 at home. Okay. But I mean, you know, this isn't a star studded cast coming in and it's definitely possible. We hit the trifecta of, Hey, we're going to underestimate these guys and get knocked out of a club com- or a cup competition again. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at a team like Mazatlan, like their two starting forwards were both in MLS in the last few months uh, with Luis Amaria coming um, in from Minnesota United and Ake Loba coming in from Nashville, that this is, this is a team. This is a team that can absolutely beat us. And this is a team that we can absolutely beat. Okay. Uh, so do we need to like get a win and a draw to advance? Do two teams come out of the group? How does this all work? So, um, in these groups, we play two matches, two teams come out of the group. There are nine points available in this, which is kind of confusing, um, because that we're using the MLS next pro rules of if a match is, um, 
is a draw that it's going to go to a PK shootout after 90 minutes to determine who gets the extra point. I mean, personally, I'm really hoping the Cruz Azul Miami match goes to this and all these random Argentines that are watching this game are going to true WTF, what are we watching mode? Um, because that's about what we deserve for MLS at this point. Yeah. Um, so it's more likely than not, like we win one of these games outright, we're probably out of the group, right? Um, yeah. Um, it, yeah, if we, so maybe. So as, as we go through this, it's a, there are so many things that are, you, you just have to go like, well, okay, if you win a game, you get three points. There's only nine points available in the group because you can't effectively draw matches. You're going to have three points coming out of every match. So if you get three points, you are likely going to get out of your group. If you get four points, you are guaranteed to get out of your group. But we don't know the tiebreakers. So let's say every team ends up on three points. Is it going to be goal differential? Is it going to be goals scored? Is it going to be yellow cards? Is it going to be how much you've submitted in Garber bucks? Um, like, we don't know the tiebreakers. Aggregated field tilt across two games. Yeah. Um, cutest little uh, kid mascot. Um, yeah. All sorts of weird ones we could pull out here. Um, I mean, there is, like, I mean, it just also, like, you can't really use head to, like, if it's two teams tied, are they going to use head-to-head? That would be very MLS. Like, they could do that. But if it's a three-team tiebreaker, okay. Like, there's going to be, with 15 groups, there's more than likely going to be at least one group where all teams end up on three points. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully they figure it out before those games start. Um, uh, as I we mean, mentioned, it's it kicks off on Friday. I mean, I, I have to imagine that they already know the rules, but... I'm pretty good at scouring the internet to find things in English and Spanish. And I was unable to do so. If someone else who's a listener is better at finding things on the internet than I am, be my guest. But like, I, I could not find it. And I spent more time looking for it this week than I care to admit. Yeah. And I mean, maybe we'll get lucky and we'll drop this and we'll get the, uh, the moon tower bump and they'll just yeah. drop it right afterwards. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a, uh, they'll have a, I mean, Hey, we have, um, I mean, this is something that could just be an email or just post it. Just post it on your website. Send out a tweet from MLS PR or a thread or whatever else that you're putting. Like a spiffy graphic? <laughs> hey, blue sky. No, wait a minute. No one would see that. Yeah. Um, but like it's your blue a, sky from Mastodon. Yes. No, it's it, it's a mess. But um, I just I just want to know. It would, but uh, it would also be really hilarious if they're like. We're not going to publish the rules, but we need to find a way to make sure Inter Miami makes it to the knockout stage. So we're going to publish the rules like after two match days. Yeah, or they like let them go through one, and then they publish like the most Inter Miami friendly version or something, and say no, no, no. All you need actually is uh, to score a goal, and you get to go through. Uh, yeah, something along those lines. But uh, you bring up Inter Miami, so let's just say you know best case scenario, we win our group. Um, is there a chance we end up hosting Messi at Q2? Because I've heard this rumor, but I want to get it actually. Yeah, yes. So there's actually, yeah. So if we finish, so in most groups, that the way this tournament is working is that you have four regions. We are in the South region. And because of our performance last year, we are the top seed in the South region. They did, however, put Pachuca into the quote unquote number two seed spot in our region. And so that means that the second place from all 
uh, the 14 other groups, the if you're West 1, West 2, West 3, South 1, we need to actually come up with better names for these groups rather than just like one or two. Or, like, I'm, like, why don't we get a sponsor? Like, we could be the Pringles group. Someone else could be the Cheez-Its group. Like, we, I, I feel like that was a completely misbranding opportunity by MLS and Liga MX. Can, can I suggest have... the, uh, the Legends and the Leaders divisions? Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be just as geographically appropriate. Yeah, I mean, I was about to say if if anyone could actually remember who was in Legends and Leaders, that I would give you. I, I'll I'll buy you a drink if you can do that without googling. Um, yeah, but there's a um, as we're going through this that we are in South One. If we win South One, we stay in the South Region, and if we finish second in the South and the as we are the second place team at South One, you get a grand prize of going out to LAFC to play them after a two and a half week break. And because they're on a buy that's solid, it doesn't depend on anything they would do, correct? Yeah, correct. Like they are Garrett, like their season ticket holder included match is this round of 32 match um, against either Austin Juarez or Mazatlan on August 2nd. Okay, so we definitely so, don't want to finish second. Yeah, we do not want to finish second. Um, I would argue finishing third, the. I mean, there. I mean, we can get into this. I, I think there are some people that would argue that finishing third of this group is the optimal outcome with the, our injuries. But I still think, like, we're fans of the team. We want them to win. Um, finishing first of the group is still the optimal outcome. Then finishing third, and then finishing second. Yeah, I mean, we can all say, like, it would be better for injuries to get everybody rested up. But, uh, I mean, it's very different when you're sitting there in the stadium watching them play, trying to be like, well, I don't actually want to win this game. Yes. <clears throat> Um. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, we still want them to win. We have two games at home that are winnable. Like, let's go try to win them. Like, I am not of, uh, and especially because like the the start of this tournament is not on a crazy schedule. Um. But to answer your question, um. So if we win the group, Inter Miami is in a South Three. They're in a group with Atlanta United and Cruz Azul. It's a, on paper one of the stronger groups in League's Cup. If they were to win that group and we win our group. And they win their round of 32 match. We would likely play them at, we would play them at Q2 in the round of 16. And that would probably be Sunday, August 6th. If they finish second in their group and we win our group, that match would be in the quarterfinals, which would be like August 11th-ish. 11th or 12th. Yeah, so what's the spread on days here? Are we playing like kind of twice a week? Is it sort of like every five days? What's going on here? So it's so with a three team group, I'm just like as a side, I'm so glad the World Cup is moving up to 12 groups of four, not 16 groups of three. This group of three format is stupid. I, I'm not a fan of it. Um, it's a lazy design, but it's what we got. So as, as we look through it, that you play over the next. So it starts match day one in each of the groups because you can't you can't play concurrent matches in groups of three. The math just doesn't work. So everyone is playing in the two. same stadium. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're going to have guys, unless unless you're a Bielsa and you think it's a good idea to run your side out um, for two 90s in the same day, which, I mean, he did. And um, he's lost a lot of, he's brilliant, but he's also crazy. Yes. Um, so as we go through this, there is a, um, you have match day one, which is between July 21st and July 23rd. We are playing on the July 21st, which is the first match day. 
Then you have a second match day, which we are not playing on, which is July 25th to July 27th. So that's on the 25th. Um, Juarez is playing Mazatlan at Q2. You can get tickets for pretty cheap, like 20, 25 bucks. They're not even opening the upper deck or the supporter section. It's going to be like 6,000 people there. But you know what? Like probably going to be pretty decent soccer that, especially if we win our first match, like sort of matters to us. So like if you want to go see cheap soccer on a Tuesday night at eight, at the very civilized kickoff time at 8.30 p.m., um, go do that. And then we the third match day is July 29th, 30th, and 31st, and we're playing on the 29th. So we play a Friday and then get eight days off and play at home on a Saturday. Remarkably reasonable scheduling. And yeah, then and once they, you move to the knockout stage, it gets a little more intense. So it would likely be the round of 32 on August 2nd. So that's a Saturday to Wednesday turnaround. Then likely round of 16 on Sunday, August 6th. Not great, but not horrendous. Quarterfinals, probably Friday, August 11th. Semifinals, the 15th. Finals or third place game, August 19th. Yeah, and I guess in theory, if we managed to get into those last couple games, either us or St. Louis City, that would push our uh, game against them in uh, St. Louis back, correct? Yeah, so yeah. So because if, if you make the semifinals, you make the finals because the third place game in this tournament, unlike even the World Cup, the third place game matters here. The third place game is a direct bid in the... CCC, which still sounds like it's a communist organization rather than the C- CCL, but it is a um, that does get you into the CONCACAF Champions Cup next year. So the third place game does matter in this tournament. And the CONCACAF Champions Cup is replacing CONCACAF Champions League, correct? Correct. <clears throat> it's okay. There will be a test, everyone. Don't worry. Yes, there there is a... Yes, there will be hard, hard examinations of this, especially if we want to get to fun formats. Um, the CONCACAF Champions Cup, I'm just calling it the, the Triple C at this point because that's easier and rolls off my tongue easier. In Triple C, that it's a 27-team tournament next year, and the winner of League's Cup gets a bye to the round of 16. Well, that would be nice. Yeah. Can't lose to Violet there. Mm. Uh, well, you can't lose the Violet no matter what next time because Haitian teams are ineligible for Triple C next year. Yeah. Just a year too late for us, unfortunately, and Amrotarik. Yes. Uh, I was about to say, like, it's still amazing that guy's on the roster. Uh, I want to rewind here because you mentioned the uh, Juarez Mazatlan game is at 8.30. The Austin games, I believe, are still listed at 7.30. Can we kind of... Pencil in that we're expecting those to get changed back to 8.30 again? It might be 8.30. It might be 9. It might be messy o'clock. Um, uh, like the uh, Mazatlan match was originally scheduled for 9 p.m. And then they moved it to 7.30 for reasons I don't understand. It's just like MLS, Apple, learn your lesson. Do not schedule matches that start before 8 o'clock. And like they're scheduling matches on the half hour in this tournament, which they're not really doing during MLS regular season. It's like, okay, Frisco is playing at home at 8 o'clock on Friday. Why couldn't we just play at the same time as them? Like, But then again, the problem with playing at 8 o'clock on Friday means that we're playing the exact same time as the U.S. Women's First World Cup game because um, we really care about the global soccer ecosystem here at um, MLS HQ. Yeah, uh, I noticed that too. And I uh, didn't exactly plan to go to all these games. I just sort of forgot to opt out of buying the tickets, so. <laughs> well, you, you, you keep well in this one. These were included with your season tickets, like oh, you can't okay. really opt out of these. You can okay. um, opt out of the knockout stage matches, um, 
if you do it by Thursday, but like there's a chance that Inter Miami's coming and you could sell your tickets for an absurd amount of money or go see Messi. So I wouldn't opt out. Yeah. Um, okay. That explains why I forgot to opt out because it wasn't an option. We just get tickets. Yes. Uh, it's too so, confusing. Uh, yeah. And I'm really curious what the crowds are going to look like at these matches. Like, I mean, yes, like Miami Cruz Azul and Miami Atlanta are going to have huge crowds. Like, but is a place like uh, Seattle going to draw well? How many Mexican teams are going to travel well? Like, there's going to be, like, there's going to be some groups. Like, it's interesting to be like Club America, who's the most popular team in Mexico, ends up drawing a group with Columbus and St. Louis, which, for all that we want to say, are two teams that draw pretty well. So I'm sure there'll be America fans there, but like, they're probably actually going to be like semi road games for them. So I'm curious to see the crowd splits on those. Yeah, I think especially once we get more and more into the the knockout rounds. And uh, do you want to tell us a little bit like how the home and away are um, divided when we get a little further into the tournament? Yeah, so how it works is that for the round of 32, there is a group stage. Um, the group stage winner will host. However, we were like, oh, well, Mexican teams can't host. Obviously, Mexican teams are going to win some of these groups. So then there are 13 different neutral sites across the country that can host games. Q2 is one of them. But it's a lot of the your normal soccer-specific stadiums that can host. So like if you end up with a um, Mexican team hosting. However, if it is a Mexican team playing an American team, the American team is going – or American slash Canadian team because the Canadian teams are in this tournament – they will host the game between those two teams. Once you get to the round of 16 and above, it is you still have that same rule. Um, but if it's two MLS teams playing each other, the one that had the be- better 2022 regular season record will host. Okay, well, I guess that's actually good for us. So It is very good for us. So there's a high prospect uh, since we would end up likely playing uh, LAFC early if we finish second. Um, and you know, I don't think we're gonna, yeah, we wouldn't be playing anybody above us until later in the tournament in theory. Right. Yeah. So like there's only, the only three teams that we can play road games at in this tournament are LAFC, Philly, and Montreal. Um, as someone who saw Montreal get slaughtered by the Chicago fire, um, on Wednesday, don't, I mean, who knows tournaments lead to weird things. They just got a poku. Maybe Montreal goes on a run, but like, I don't have Montreal going on a big leagues cup run on my bracket, but who knows? Uh, This tournament is weird and it's going to be hard to predict. So uh, there's, um, but yeah, Austin, theoretically outside of a potential round of 32 game at LAFC, I don't expect many road games or as our road travel organizer, who's going to be in Australia and New Zealand during much of this tournament. I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. uh, So Canadian teams can host too. Canadian teams can't host, and there will be uh, matches at uh, VC Place at Vivo Field in the Stadtsaputo. Okay. Um, so is this something where, like, the Liga MX East just didn't want to host the games, or is it, you know, there's more money in the U.S., let's do it there type of thing? There's more money in the U.S., let's do it there. And that there's been – because a lot of the Liga MX East teams go on preseason tours or play friendlies in the U.S., and – they're like, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm bored of them playing their B or C players. Let's give them a real tournament where they're playing for something where they will play their A players in, in the U.S. And we'll see if that happens. I have no clue if they're going to bring out their A rosters or bring out a bunch of 200 guys. My gut is that by the 
knockout stage, we'll see real players, but in the group stage, it could be a whole mishmash. Yeah, I would definitely expect some rotation in, in the group stages, especially like you win your first game and you kind of, you know, at least rotate a little bit, um, get yeah. some guys healthy. Um, is there anybody we should look out for as maybe like a tournament favorite, either on the Liga MX or uh, MLS side? Like this tournament is way, way, way too unpredictable too. Cause like I could also see like you could see like a team like Inter Miami is gonna give it their all in this tournament because they're probably not gonna make MLS playoffs. Like you could see things like that happening, but like I don't know if they're gonna be any good. Like Liga MX season is three matches in right now. Um it's like MLS is already Ill- like you're going to combine the illogicalness of MLS with not knowing who is going to take this tournament seriously with, Oh, it's going to be hot in a lot of the U S in July and August. And yeah, like if anyone can predict this tournament, you could probably make a lot of money off of it. I'm not going to try. Yeah, we're talking a little bit about rotation, too. Can we play FCTO players, or is this going into the the rules are made up and the points don't matter, we have no idea box? Um, I know we'll be able to play all 30 guys or 30 roster spots that are on our senior roster spot. No clue if we can bring up guys from FCTO or anything else like that. Okay. Um, that'll be interesting. I wonder how much of that's a players' union versus an MLS rule thing, too. But it's a question of if... CONCACAF is ultimately the people running this tournament because it's between two federations. Um, and in CONCACAF Champions League, you're just allowed to roster whoever you want. The question is, how do you create rosters for this tournament? Are injured players on the roster? Or like, I, there's just, I have lots of questions that I don't have answers to right now. Yeah, like, will it be like going into the World Cup where they publish the rosters ahead of time? Do you get to like uh, switch your roster out after the group stage? Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. But um, so just anyone can win it. It's an actual kind of like, hey, free for all type of tournament. Yeah. I mean, I would be surprised if we end up with like eight MLS teams in the quarterfinals. Um, I would not be stunned if we end up with eight league MX teams there. Um, But like, hopefully it's an interesting, like, as a neutral person who wants this to maybe, I don't know if I want this to actually succeed, uh, but um, but as, as someone who likes watching good soccer, I hope that we get a mixture of MLS and Liga MX teams going deep in this tournament. Yeah, and as we mentioned, this is the first ever year of doing this, and it's kind of, in many ways, a, a trial balloon. Uh, I've heard some rumblings that some combination of things where either there might be some North American teams in Copa Libertadores or... Like, they're going to be Brazilian and Argentine teams in this tournament next year. Do you have any idea where this is going in the future? There is. There are so many rumors that I were just guessing. Um, I, I know that with Messi signing, and I hate how much I'm mentioning Messi on this podcast, but, like, he is a game changer. Um, that with him signing, there's going to be some tournament in South Florida in February that's going to involve CONCACAF and CONCACAF teams. Hopefully that's just like a preseason tournament. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Brazilian or Argentine teams in Leagues Cup, but like, I, I don't know. I don't have, like, I heard a rumor that it's like, oh, we're adding Brazilian and Argentine teams to Leagues Cup. And I'm like, maybe that works. Maybe that makes sense. But then you get to like, do we really want to have like a 96 team, team tournament? Like in the middle of the season, like we already have too many matches as it is. 
Yeah, I don't know how you could even, unless you did it like straight bracket from the get-go, I don't know how that would possibly work. Yeah. And it's not like organizing groups love brackets as much as they love group stages, as we've talked about on uh, a few of the World Cup episodes. Yeah, no, it is, group stages means more matches. Yeah, more matches, more uh, pre-planning, more committed stuff for uh, on the ground, like hotels and infrastructure and things like that. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to you want to add on this competition? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's going to be it, it's just weird going into a competition with no idea what to expect. Yeah, and it's uh, just it's like it's refreshing. Bit, yeah, it's like there are no expectations, but like, yeah, I mean, I'll be curious. Like, it's also weird that like we're going into a tournament where we have no clue where like the semifinal or final are going to be played, and like the worst case scenario for. Um, I think for this tournament is you end up with like Puebla versus I don't know like Nahaka or something, and you have them playing in a final in front of like four thousand people in LA or something. Yeah. Well, like it could be some weird situations like that. Uh, hey, I didn't come up with this idea, neither did you. So um, we just get to sit back and enjoy it, right? Yeah, I mean, like if I were, I mean. If I were the um, soccer czar or something like that, I mean, I probably, instead of doing this type of format, I would have done something along the lines of, hey, Mexico, go get r- rid of one of your playoffs. You play two playoffs a year. MLS, we're going to go um, slightly <laughs> modify our schedule and do like a 16-team grand playoff or something. Like in the middle of the seat. I don't know. Do something that's shorter than this. This is a long break. Yeah, I mean, you know, like we mentioned, if we come in third, we get a little bit of a reprieve and can get some guys healthy, hopefully. Yeah, it's it's not a terrible, like, no one is, yes, we would, we're fans. We would be upset if we lose a match because we don't like losing matches. We don't like losing preseason matches. But, like, okay. Yeah. Like, um, I, I think the bigger thing is, you know, we... We finish second and like two key guys get hurt or something like that. And everybody's going to go, well, was that really worth it? Yeah. No, it's not like at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, we're, I, I, my sense is we're going to field our an AB lineup in this first game against Mazelon, but we'll see. Yeah. I think we'll kind of do a little bit of the like rotated teams you'll see. So guys like uh, Valencia, although that's probably going to be a little forced now. Yeah, I, um, say, I, I don't know how bad Danny's injury is. Like, that's, ugh. Yeah, um, I'm very curious about that. But we'll probably see, like, um, Aruti, I was going to say Rigoni, but we don't know if we're going to see him. Um, I, I don't think we're going to see Rigoni in this tournament. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's, I mean, it might just be Josh a... said he's out for four weeks. So, like, if you're okay. out for four weeks, like, rest up, and hopefully we'll see you in St. Louis. Yeah. Or hopefully um, we'll see you on the bench in St. Louis. Yeah, exactly. But we will see Rodney. How about that? Yeah, I mean, I we got to do a, um, yeah, uh, I'll save that for the other podcast, but I, I got to stock down for the week. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see who's healthy, come out and play, and uh, hopefully we'll, you know, have a good showing if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, anything else? You, any other fun facts or weird things about this you want to add on here? Um, it's just, we just like expect the unexpected and like, it's, 
this is, I mean, I, I'm thinking through this in my head right now, but I can't think of another time where a major, and we'll have this starting at the 2026 World Cup, so it will become more normal, but this is the first soccer tournament that I could think of. I mean, yes, like an FA Cup or US Open Cup has more rounds of knockout style, but playing a round of 32 knockout tournament in two and a half weeks is pretty wild. We've never really seen anything like this in soccer before. Yeah. Um, uh, just a real quick note. It's Liga MX East and MLS refs combined, correct? That is my understanding, but like, it's also a CONCACAF tournament, so like if Hoshani Nation shows up and refs the game on Friday night, would it shock me? Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, CONCACAF's going to CONCACAF, I guess. Yeah, no, like I am waiting for the first major fight. Like, it is a question of like, when will emotion spill over? Yeah. All right, well, should be fun. Uh, hopefully we get some good highlights and Maybe Apple TV will manage to squeeze some of the games in in between all their messy content. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? Like, they're doing all their messy stuff, and, like, they need to sell Apple subscriptions so it can pay for the rest of the league. I don't have an issue with this. Unlike some other people, like, that doesn't bother me. The question is, like, if you set a standard for Messi, I hope you're setting the same standard for, I don't know, the League's Cup semi, uh, the semifinals and finals and your playoffs. I hope so, um, but we'll see. You never know with... CONCACAF, MLS, Apple, take your pick. Yeah, you know, it is just um, lots of smoke-filled rooms in Miami. All right, I'm going to ask you to do a little uh, prediction here. What are you predicting your biggest moment of suffering for this uh, tournament will be? Oh, it's going to be injuries, um, without a doubt. There is going to be, if I am betting on it, I would bet the over on 12 plus major season ending injuries between this tournament and people are going to be very, very upset about losing players in this tournament. Yeah. And we'll see how that affects things going forward too. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I mean, I don't even, but since we don't care and no one listens to our podcast, like if Messi gets hurt in this tournament, it might very well end this tournament right on the spot. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Like, I mean, obviously, they will finish out this year's version of it. But, like, the 2024 version of it, uh, this that League's Cup thing, maybe not such a good idea. Yeah. Well, actually, turns out we'll just uh, follow Messi around uh, Publix for a while. And... Yes, that is, that is, sounds very much on brand there. Okay. Um, you took the easy one. I think I'm going to go for the other kind of low-hanging fruit here and say... Um, having to choose between various uh, U.S. Women's National Games, Women's World Cup games, and uh, some of this League's Cup stuff. Because, I mean, even though it's Australia and New Zealand, there's enough time overlap. Uh, You mentioned for the uh, the first women's game, which I think is against Vietnam. Yes. So, okay, hopefully they kick the Mazatlan game back to nine. Women will be out of sight by, you know, halftime or whatever, and Hopefully you don't miss too much and can just watch yeah, that replay. We'll, we'll, we'll see which Vietnam team shows up. They lost 9-0 to Spain in a um, friendly this week, but then they also drew Germany a couple weeks ago. So I don't know. Yeah. A podcast for a different day. Yes. Um, yeah, we could go. But I, 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 but my prediction is even with Messi here, more people in this country are going to be talking about the Women's World Cup than League's Cup, and that's the way it should be. Well, I agree, and I think this is kind of something where they 
a little bit shot themselves in the foot because we were talking about like the crowds at Q2. For me, this is a game where like I would hand my tickets off to somebody who's like, you know, has kids, doesn't get to go to games that often, that sort of thing. Yeah. But those people are also the same like target audience who are watching the Women's World Cup, right? Yeah. Largely. Um, Mm -hmm. So it'll it'll be interesting, Uh, especially, you know, like, hey, do you want to go sit in the stands in a 115 degree stadium or do you want to watch the women's game like? You know, Women's World Cup for me every, every time, but... Yeah, especially, I mean, the Vietnam match, I mean, hopefully should be an easy U.S. win, but as I was mentioning earlier, it might not be the case. Uh, but, yeah. like, the Netherlands match, I mean, we're not actually... Q2 is hosting a watch party for that, which is kind of cool. But yeah. I will be there in Wellington, flights permitting. Uh, but it is going to... Like, that is a huge match. And if I'm looking at the League's Cup matches that conflict with it that day... Give me one second, I'm pulling up the schedule here. You've got, well, I will say that they did a better job scheduling that day. So it's an 8 o'clock match, and you are you have three matches at 6.30, Montreal, D.C., NYC, Toronto, and Philly, Quetaro. And then, you're, then I'm sorry, and then uh, Atletico San Luis and New England are at 6.30, and then Rayados RSL is at 8.30. So that's really the only one where there's a huge conflict, and they intentionally moved the, which is pretty smart on their part, um, they moved the Portland T-Grace match to start at 10 central time to start after the U.S. match, the, after the U.S. match ends. Yeah, that was smart. Okay. Um, and, I mean, they've also got, like, the um, Meet the Team event where there's a women's watch party afterwards and all sorts of all sorts of fun stuff going on. Yeah, no, like, I mean, I think Austin is smart to take advantage of that. Just, like, I hope that they provide um, additional water um dispensers for a five o'clock meet the team event on a Wednesday. Uh, I would hope so. Or they, you know, at least sell water instead of Dasani, but we'll see. But um, we cannot, I mean, again, I, we're, I'm surprised that the, the South groups are not being pro- brought to you by Gatorade, Powerade, um, Dasani, or whatever electrolyte company that you want to have to survive playing soccer in the South in July and August. Yeah, it's kind of very necessary, and you'd think they would have uh, samples going out outside the stadium, too. Yeah, but you know what? It's The tournament is brought to you by Red Bull and C4. Of course. Those are good for you when it's 110 degrees outside. That's Forever. Um, yes. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I think that's all that we can tell you about League's Cup. Uh, yeah. If we knew more, we would tell you. But um, on behalf of Seth, everyone, uh, thanks for suffering with us. And this should be a fun tournament full of uh, hopefully some joy and I'm sure plenty of suffering. Thanks. Bye. Bye. here for Austin Jarrett Stroud. It's Diego for goodness. He has written his name into Austin folklore. They just won't go away. Oh, he hits the upright again. It's impossible. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. Altidore squares it. Dempsey's missed it. Donovan has it. From hope, there is glory. 